welcome to the Holistic Author Show. I'm your host, Kit Kilstow, the author yogi. Each episode, we'll talk about how to recraft the publishing paradigm to help you take care of what matters, you and your creativity. Discussing topics ranging from the publishing business to physical and mental health, and even mind-body balance as you juggle the many duties of being an author today, the Holistic Author Show will help you make the choices you need to craft the right publishing career for you. And now, this week's show. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Holistic Author Show. In this episode, I want to talk specifically about Patreon. Now, Patreon has been around for a while and many authors use it to cultivate a recurring sustainable income every month. In fact, Epona Author Solutions has a Patreon which works towards covering the expenses for our Mastodon server and our Epona Author community. And I'll drop a link to that in the show notes if you would like to support us. Patreon as a whole has been a good solution for authors in these cases, but over the years they've changed, for example, the percentages that they take. And so they actually take a much larger percentage than if you ran your membership um, organization on your own site or through another platform. And there's many ways to do that. And I hope to have time, if not in this episode, then in a future episode to talk about how you can do that because I firmly believe in providing tools to help authors have as much money as possible in their pockets. So if you can get rid of fees that go towards another company, especially one with the problems that Patreon has had and continues to have, and that's what I wanna talk about today, then I, I feel like if you can take that money and use it better elsewhere, by all means, please do so. Patreon is no stranger to controversy. Back in September 2022, the CEO of Patreon laid off about 17% of the workforce. And a lot of those people were in a dedicated trust and safety team. There are many people far smarter than I am who actually work in trust and safety who talk about why it's important to have dedicated trust and safety people. And a large part of that goes into our environment, especially these days, you know, we're now a year and a half or so after this decision, AI has really grown. There are now issues about who you're platforming and what you're platforming. There's all sorts of issues. And if you don't have a team directly related to trust and safety, then they're not going to be as aware of those. And if they have to share their duties, for example, with engineering, which Patreon now has their engineering team handle trust and safety, there that's going to actually be two conflicting points of view. Because on one hand, you want to keep your end user safe. You want to make sure their data is safe. And they have taken action, for example, to protect creators from AI scraping. You want to make sure that that happens, but you also want to be sure that you are handling complaints correctly, that you're making decisions about how and with what groups you're growing your user base so on and so forth. And if you're, you know, focused on how the software runs or the nut and bolts of the software, and again, there's many different types of engineers and, you know, we don't know what's going on inside Patreon, but that seems to be a very problematic decision. Where I am having some concerns about Patreon is basically 
what's going on kind of now. So Patreon in 2023 in October redesigned new brand identity, new new logo, which looks kind of like a really fat letter P. Could be a drop, could be a comma that's backwards. It's really hard to, to see what it is compared to what they had before, which was pretty obvious. They acquired another company and then they issue their 2023 year end update. And this is where I kind of want to talk about to authors about. So they have issued new features and new guidelines for their community and for the community connection features that they have introduced. They've also required anybody who creates adult or 18 plus not safe for work type um, content to age verify and make sure they are legal adults in their jurisdiction. So age verifying and being a legal adult in your jurisdiction is a very good thing. I don't want to indicate that it's a bad thing, but it gets problematic when you're an author and especially when you're an author who writes not just erotic romance or erotica or things that you think would be adult content, but in this day and age, with the push to ban books containing, um, you know, actual historical things that happened, when there's a push to ban books featuring LGBTQIA plus characters, when there is a push to ban books containing content that some people think is not acceptable, quote unquote acceptable, being somebody um, who does write, you know, books with queer characters. When you think about that, there becomes a question of who determines what's adult? What do they consider adult? And Patreon, like a lot of organizations, hasn't really released guidelines of what they consider adult or 18 plus. And so I want to stress, as of this recording, which is February of 2024, Patreon has not made any move to ban creators of queer content or content that is being banned or removed from schools in states such as Florida or Iowa or Oklahoma, but there's some ambiguity, ambiguity there. Sorry, I couldn't pronounce that word. Um, and so because of that, and because of, you know, the rebranding, the changing of focus, the fact that they have admitted to financial issues within the company, there also was an event last year where they changed their credit card processing to Ireland, which caused a lot of people's pledges to actually be declined. And of course they weren't told which pledges were declined or why. And it was very hard for creators to find those people. And a lot of them ch actually weren't able to recover that income. And that was just due to Patreon deciding in house to move their credit card processing from the U S to Ireland, presumably because Ireland is a tax haven. So Patreon has made a lot of questionable decisions and there's the potential for a lot more questionable decisions. And so I really feel like as we, you know, lean into the creator economy as authors, as we look for other ways for sustainable income, I really feel like 
there are better places you know i said at the top of the show that if you can take the percentage you're paying somebody and keep that money or perhaps put it with a different organization there are other places to spend that money and i think the biggest reason for that besides all those questionable decisions as if that weren't enough is because patreon really doesn't help your discoverability what do i mean by that what i mean is that if i go to patreon's front page right now i see you know flashing images of different creators if you scroll down you do see a scroll of creators but um if you look at you know you can choose podcasters you can search very broadly if i click on you know if, if i click on creators it actually takes me to a page that tries to sell me on patreon for different fields i you can find a creator by searching for them if you know their name so if you go to find a creator and type in epona author you see epona author solutions and i come up and again you're welcome to join my patreon if you want or just check it out um, i try to post monthly so you know you can search for people but there's no real directory I can't search on the broader sense for creators. If I want to see, for example, who are all the authors on Patreon, I don't have a place I can go to as a consumer to find authors. I can search directly for the name of my favorite authors, but I can't search more broadly, you know, fantasy authors, science fiction authors, and see who those Patreons are or patrons are. So there's no discoverability there. Which means the question is, what are you paying them for? And I think, especially in this day and age, money is tight for everybody. When you look at this, what do you pay them for? They say that starting a Patreon is free, but if you scroll down and look at the core feature, um, they talk about earning made easily. You can do paid membership, you can do commerce. I, it's on a pricing page, but I don't see, um, you know, there's a 5% down here. So 5% of your monthly sales earnings plus payment processing, currency conversion, payout fees, and applicable taxes. But I think they have actually different tiers. Um, here we go. So they have a pro, which is 8% or a premium which gives you team accounts, merchandise for membership, and it's 12% of the income you earn. So actually the better you do, the more you spend. And then of course there's payment fees. And again, I'm scrolling through here, but it's not too clear on what those payment fees are depending on you know how somebody pays. I don't, yeah, I don't see that. I can see that people can pay via PayPal or different credit cards. Um, you know, there's fraud monitoring, um, they use trusted, you know, payments, there's multiple payment methods, that sort of thing. But they're not really clear on other than you're paying them to be on their platform. And theoretically, you're going to get some money back from that. They're not really clear on what you're paying them for. So the question is, why would you want to pay them? Well, Patreon is used very 
simply to, to get sustaining membership income. And so I don't offer any merchandise or anything on mine anymore. Um, pretty much I'm just using it to actually support the server. And I'm also directing my users to different places to make those payments if they want to, because not everybody wants to become a recurring supporter. And I think that's part of it too. You want to offer your readers different options for monthly membership income because not everybody wants to pay every month. People's finances change every month. So even committing to maybe like five or 10 bucks a month might be something that isn't really comfortable for somebody to do, especially when you're talking about buying books that range from 99 cents to, you know, we'll say, you know, 15 bucks for like, you know, paperbacks or, or for, you know, higher end books. Um, you know, a lot of New York big five publisher Kindle books sell for that 999 range. Um, since that's the top end for getting your 70% royalties. So the thing is you can, you want to make it easy for your readers and you want to work on a platform that you control. You've heard me say it before. I think my mantra for 2024 is simply going to be own your freaking platform. Because in 2022, Patreon laid off 20% of its staff and restructured. Last year, they acquired another company. Who knows what this year is going to bring? The tech industry is extremely volatile. There's lots of tech layoffs. Lots I could say about that. But... We don't know what the future is going to bring. And much like Amazon all of a sudden deciding that it's no longer going to sell magazine subscriptions because it's not profitable. And now a lot of small genre magazines are really hurting. And I'm sure, you know, the niche magazines, for example, being a horse person, the horse magazines, those sort of things are probably hurting as well. The fact is, if you have your membership eggs in Patreon's basket. If you don't tell your readers about alternate places to donate, if heaven forbid something should happen to Patreon, and if that does, that would hurt a lot of people. So we, we hope it doesn't happen. We pray it doesn't happen. And I don't want this to be a doom and gloom podcast where you say, oh, well, Kit says that, you know, Patreon's going to go under. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we don't know. The tech world is extremely volatile. Apps come and go. Apps change focus. What if they decide that, you know, small time creators aren't bringing them enough money and costing them too much in server resources and storage? And so what if they decide they're going to focus on, you know, big name podcasters or go invite only or something like that? You never know. So what if, what if that happens and you lose your Patreon income? What will you do for a membership site? And so that's why I want to spend probably about the last five to 10 minutes of this show talking about some of the alternatives and I'll go into them in more detail. I've also got a few things up my sleeve too for this, but there are the sites Kofi, K-O hyphen F-I dot com. I have a Kofi for Epona Author Solutions. I have one personally as well. Kofi is wonderful for one-off tips. 
you can sell memberships through Kofi. Um, Kofi is pretty straightforward. You can set up a store, sell merch through Kofi. Again, pretty straightforward. Um, I've not heard of anything bad. I've not heard of them doing anything janky. That's a good option. It's not as popular as Patreon for membership space, but it is popular as far as like mutual aid, popular for tipping, um, that sort of thing. There's also buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com. And so you could use a site like that. And setting up a quick site like that is, you know, not a bad idea. We have a Kofi. Um, I don't think I have a buy me. I have a buy me a coffee. I just, I don't promote it because I do have a Kofi and then I have other ways. So I have a tip jar set up through my website where I take payments directly. Um, I manage that through my website. And that is actually a program that I am also using to set up my own author membership site. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's called Muse Happens. And for that, I do have different levels of membership. I have different perks for each member, for each level, including merchandise like stickers. I also do handcrafts. I make soap. Um, I can pour candles. I, I make jewelry every once in a while. I've got a lot of different things I can do in different ways that I can reward people and, and do that related to my books as well. I should add, I'm not just like, you know, randomly throwing soap out there. I've got a lot of really nice horse molds, for example, since I write um, books with horses and um for making some nice bar soap, um, making saddle soap, that sort of thing. So... I use my own website for my membership program. Why? Well, first of all, I'm going to be promoting my website anyway. And if you have a Patreon or a Kofi or buy me a coffee, that's just another link to promote. And yeah, you should have one place to send your readers. And no, it shouldn't be a link or tree or a site that doesn't have your name in it. And when I say your name, I'm talking about your website and your domain name. My website, because I write in multiple genres under multiple pen names, my home site for all my writing and where I send everybody is kitauthor.com. It's a work in progress. I'm still working on it in between other things. But that kitauthor.com is where I want to send people. I don't want to send them to patreon.com slash author. I don't want to send them to Kofi co-fee.com slash Epona Author Solutions or Kit, you know, Kit Kalestow. I want to send them to my name and my website because I want to hammer that into everybody's psyche. KitAuthor.com. That's where you go to find my social media links. That's where you go to find my books. That's where you go to find my membership site. That's where you go to find my blog, my wiki, everything. First of all, that makes it easier on me to promote my membership. You go to my website, there's a little under construction message, and then there's a nice header with my um, picture, and then there's a link. Do you want to join my membership site? Do you want to get a free book? So I send people there. It's one thing to promote. It's easier for me. It's easier for me to remember. And I feel like that's the way to go. Now, I can hear you saying, but I don't know how to set this up on my website, or you know, I'm hosting my website with a company that won't allow me to do this. Well, first of all, if you're hosting a website with a company, 
that won't allow you to set things up and that won't allow you to customize it. I think you need to rethink where and how you're hosting your website. I'm a technologist. I love technology. Reach out to me at Epona Author Solutions. If your website does not have a way for you to set up a membership group, if your website does not have a way for you to set up, you know, your newsletter opt-in, a listing of your books, all these things that are so important for an author, one-stop place. We're in a very distributed landscape, and I feel like I'm kind of bouncing around a bit here. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm going to table that thought because I'll be talking about that in next week's show. Um, but the truth is you can fracture your reader's attention by throwing a dozen links at them. And, you know, by the time you think about social media platforms, you know, your two or three big ones, an Amazon link, a BookBub link, a, a link, you know, for your membership program or a, a way to tip you a link for your newsletter. If you get all those links, I mean, that's a hefty email signature and that get, that's too many choices. And your readers are going to go, you know, oh, where do I click? If you tell them, go to my website, kidauthor.com, yourname.com. If you can get them to go to your website, once they're there, you can kind of guide the experience. Again, you can see when you go to my website, there is the banner at the top with the two big things I'm promoting. Either join my reader group and give me money. Yay. Or grab my free book and get on my mailing list. Yay. Those are the two things that I want my readers to do when they go to my website. They can read my blog. They can, you know, do all sorts of other things while they're there. But right off the top, I'm directing them where I want to go. So let's, let's circle this back to Patreon. With Patreon, you really can't circle people back. And I feel like, I feel like, let me be blunt about this. I feel like with all the other tools out there and all the ways you could integrate a membership with your website, you know, Patreon was great when it came out because it was pretty much one of the few places on the market where the non-techie person could go and set up a membership. But starting in 2022, they've made a series of missteps. They have made questionable decisions. And I'm not the only one out there going, what's up, Patreon? There's a lot of people out there right now looking at Patreon going, what the hell are you people doing? And so I think because of that, I think it's important to look at alternatives, whether that's Kofi or Buy Me a Coffee, Libera Pay, um, which is one that I use. That's an open source one, which kind of ties into to next week's um, program. Or you set up something on your website, which I think personally is the ideal solution. No matter what you do, I feel like even if you're on Patreon right now, you should be thinking of what should happen if the roof falls in? Where can you send your people? Can you ease some of your people off of Patreon and into other places? What can you do to, you know, put that 8 to 12% back into your pockets or the 5%, which is the basic plan? What can you do to ensure that you can retain that income stream 
through whatever changes Patreon might make. And I and I feel like that, again, is going to be the question for everybody in 2024. What can you do to retain your income streams in this changing landscape? And Patreon is just a very small piece of it. So if you've listened to this show, I want to thank you. I feel like I've rambled a bit, but I also feel like it's an important ramble that it's very important to think about. And if you're not steeped in technology, if you don't think about this stuff the way I do, then you may be missing this and you may think that everything is okay. Um, so I really appreciate you listening as always, please like, and follow whether on YouTube, whether on your favorite podcast player, you can see all those on the show website. If, you know, if, if you agree with what I say, if you don't agree with what I say, feel free to drop me a comment, reach out. And if, you know, if what I've done has given you something to think about, I don't mind tips <laughs> and you can find all of my links and everywhere where you could tip us at the bottom of the Muse Charmer Network page. And if you're looking for alternatives, that's a good place to start to see what alternatives are out there and how else you can cultivate this income from your readers. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, I want to talk about open source software for authors. I'm going to get kind of geeky on you, just a heads up. So I look forward to next week's show. Thank you. You've been listening to The Holistic Author Show, presented by Epona Author Solutions and distributed on the Muse Charmer Network. I've been your host, Kit Kalestow, the author yogi. If you'd like to learn more about our show, check out our sponsors, or find out how to be a guest, visit podcast.eponaauthorsolutions.com. Title music is Dream House by Purple Planet Music. You can find out more about them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, be well.